and welcome back. You're listening to Wim, a podcast about women in the music industry. I'm Veronica, and I'll take you through all topics related to women in the music industry, and all that with my guests. At the beginning of each episode, my guests will introduce themselves and tell us how they made it in the music industry, and then we will turn the list and talk all about women in music. In this episode, I talked to Kenya J. Scarlett from Monocle Radio, and we've discussed the problem with boys' club, lack of opportunities, and last but not least, you'll hear Kenya's message to young women trying to make it in the music industry. So stay tuned, and I hope you'll enjoy this episode. So hello, you're listening to my podcast again, and I'm here today with Kenya J. Scarlett. Hello. Hello. So I'm really keen on listening to your story. So can you tell me what you do, who you are? Sure. Um, so I did the music, popular music journalism course at Southampton Solent. And whilst I was there, as much as I liked the idea of writing, I found that I was quite bad at it. So I got into radio. Um, so I was quite very, very fortunate in my first year of uni. I got a job at Capital Femme on the street team, which is where you just go to like events and you're like, hey, I work for Capital. And then you get people to like sign up to stuff. And I, you know, I've got to travel, I got to go to like festivals and stuff, which was amazing. So that's how like I started with my foot in the door in the industry, in the radio industry. And um, that's what I do, by the way. I didn't mention that yet. Um, and then from there, I decided to do a master's because I felt I hadn't, although I worked, I did a lot of stuff in radio. At Solon, I wanted to like broaden my horizons and to be honest, I wasn't ready to go into the real world. Mm-hmm. I was quite scared. So I did a master's. Um, so I moved to London. And there's a great radio course at Goldsmiths. I'd recommend it to everybody. It's not really music related, but you can integrate music into it. Um, it's more like podcast making and you do drama and stuff as well, which is really interesting. And news and you do law. Yeah. And then when I was there, I volunteered at Rinse FM, um, which is a great station for like urban music and very for very good for London um, artists as well. And then I was assistant producer there. So I just kind of helped out, like sometimes did the desk firm, just helped out during the shows. Um, Weirdly did a bit of Photoshop stuff, which was, I didn't, let's learn. I didn't know how to do that, but then you just learn. Um, And then just like helped write interview questions for artists and stuff like that. Um, It was a really good experience. So I did that whilst doing my masters. Mm -hmm. And then I also got commissioned by my uni to make a documentary about the Battle of Lewisham. Wow. Which was great. So that was like my first like documentary making, but I also did documentaries at uni as well. And then I left and then because I'd work at, worked, so I still, on, when I moved to London, I still did the street team stuff. And then I kind of, because I've been there for four years, three years, I um, got into contact because I really loved Radio X. Radio X is like the music that I'm really into. Um, you can't see, but I have covered in band tattoos. I have really a tattoo on my hand. <laughs> and then... I just, and this is why network networking is so key and just putting yourself out there. Cause I just emailed my manager in, in the marketing team who has nothing to do with like the production stuff. I was just like, oh, do you have a contact for someone at Radio X? So she put me in touch and gave me a good recommendation, like give good recommendations. Yeah. Just big, big me up, said that was great. But you are, yeah. um, <laughs> and then I got internship for three months at Radio X doing music programming, cool. which was cool. So I got to like, um, I heard, like, you get songs, I'd help them, like, put songs into the system and sort out the playlists and stuff. And I, like, for example, Noel Gallagher's new out al- latest album, uh, I got to hear before anybody else, which was really, really cool before it came oh, out and stuff, small stuff like that, yeah. Um, so that was fun, but I did enjoy music programming, but radio was what, because st- it was for radio, like, doing radio, but it wasn't doing, in the studio and doing stuff for programmes. Yep. 
So then this opportunity, so I was doing the internship and then this shift popped up on Christmas Day that nobody wanted to do. So doing tech hopping, which is where you, so it's different being a studio manager, but you're you're in the studio, so they pre-record shows. Mm-hmm. Your job is to go there, play it out like it was live and then play all the songs. It's sort of like DJing, but not DJing. Yeah. Um, and it's a simple way to put it. Um, and sometimes you have to do social media and stuff. So that popped up and then I just saw this email and I was just like, well, I don't know how to do it, but if you train me, I'll do it. I'll work on Christmas Day just to like get, yeah, uh-huh. get into it. Just took, saw the opportunity and took it. And then I did one on Christmas Day and it went well, or as well as it could have done for my first time. Mm-hmm. I didn't take ever, anyone off air, so it was fine. Um, yeah, and then from there, I just kept, kept giving me shifts and I just kept saying yes. Yeah. And then someone, Radio, Joe, who was at Radio X, recommend, someone asked her if they knew anyone to work at Capitals and I started doing it for Capital which was great. And then from there, so this was about two years ago. And then from there, I got a freelance gig here at Monocle, which is where we're sat, where I work now as a studio manager. Mm-hmm. So I started doing freelancing just occasionally. I just started doing overnights actually. And then they just kind of, after three overnights were just like, hey, can you do a day shift? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. And then now I, I'm here, I do morning show, um, morning show. So I, t- um, I studio manage it. So I just kind of come in, prepare for the show, make sure all the audio is ready and then sit and do the show, run the desk yeah, and then help the producer with anything that they need. Um, yeah. And it's fun. It's very fast paced. You have to be very, think on your toes, but, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm doing now. And I also, so I'm a freelancer and I also edit podcasts and stuff like that as well and do sound design mm-hmm. um, for clients. Um, so yeah, bits and bobs here and yeah. there. Oh, cool. So you got into the music industry through the Capital FM and all those. Yeah. So that's how street. I started. So obviously doing mm-hmm. the, doing you going doing doing the uni course helped. Obviously, yeah. sorry. Uh-huh. Um, but Capital was the start for me, and it wasn't even what department I wanted to work in. But I just knew it was a foot in the door, and I worked there for the company because they own you know Radio X Smooth classic mm-hmm. heart so i worked it wasn't just capital i worked for a few of those but it was mainly capital and heart at the time and also whilst i was there in like my second year i asked to like come in once once a week to shadow the breakfast show mm-hmm. just giving my free time you know and just mm-hmm. learning a lot so i did learn quite a bit mm-hmm. so yeah capital was my foot in the door yeah. i would say or global as a company but yeah mm-hmm. yeah and did you have a mentor alongside the way someone who helped you i don't know a colleague or family or anyone um yes mm-hmm. <laughs> or a few people uh-huh. at the beginning are we talking about yeah yeah, yeah. um i had yeah actually your ted alive mm-hmm. this so there's a gentleman who works for capital who's the head of their media digital and like he was all the great stuff they do at capital that's ryan ryan hunter his name is and like yeah, thank you stuff. ryan yeah thank you ryan he's done he so he was my manager so i worked for the south coast capital because there's different regions but a lot of them have closed down now and he was my manager and he really like took me under his wing and he was so lovely and like i told him i was really interested in radio x and i'd sent him demos and he'd help me because i wanted to do producing i mean presenting and i still I, like for here i do a little bit of like packages and stuff mm-hmm. um but i'm not actual presenter but yeah. I re- i'm a reporter um i've done like reporting on a queer podcast recently actually as well um yeah he really really helped me and took me under his wing and then he left south coast to 
go to London. But then when I moved to London, I got to see him. We had lunch. So it was lovely. Oh, amazing. But he was really, really helpful. He was really encouraging and really um, just willing to help, which was lovely. Like, not everybody is, is, just, is happy that. to yeah. spe- spare their time. And I really appreciate that. So it makes me now want to, like, you know, if, give anyone a spare moment or recommend anybody because, you know, that's how it kind of works. So how long have you been in the music industry? For, like, five, six years? Yeah, or so if I started more? my first year of uni, mm-hmm. I would have been 19, maybe, yeah, pushing 20, 19, so five, yeah, say five years. Oh, nice. Yeah, five years. Cool. So how does your day look like now? My day, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, So I wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> really? Yeah. I wake up at 4 a.m. Someone has to do it. It's yeah. going to be done. It's going to be done. <laughs> you're, if you're getting into radio, <laughs> guys, you will know that, that you have to work these weird hours because it's 24 hours yeah. and somebody has to do it. But anyway, I wake up at 4am. I cycle to work. Um, and then I come in. I probably make a cup of tea because it's four in, five in the morning that I get in for. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, so we have an overnighter. So they get all the clips and prep for the show. But I need to do anything extra that hasn't been done because sometimes, because we have international listeners, mm-hmm. sometimes like a package. So we, we've had like the Toronto election, like Canada elections, sorry, in America. Like we've got all these like impeachment things happening mm-hmm. in America. So sometimes people will send packages to us at like six or like half five, and then I'll be the one who edits, yeah. edits that together. But yeah, prep for the show, make sure everything's in the running order, make sure we're good to go. The producer will rock up at like six, so then we start talking, and then they. I need to listen to all the audio and see if it's okay to be played out. Mm-hmm. Edit anything that maybe won't be, but usually we've got a good team, so it's fine. <laughs> um, so the show starts at seven. Mm-hmm. So then at about quarter two, the presenter will come down and then we will do the top of the show pre-recorded. So the first minute or two is pre-recorded mm-hmm. just because there's a bed and stuff and it just makes it less stressful. Yeah. So we can get the guests in. If we've got live guests, we'll get them on the blower mm-hmm. um, if we need to. And then... Yeah, and then I run the desk, which means you can't see it, but there is a lot of buttons and a lot of stuff going on in here. There's like four computers, three different mouses, four, three different keyboards. Um, so I just kind of manage all of that and just make sure everything's playing out lovely and smoothly. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's last hour. And then after that, I'll podcast the show, make any edits that I need to make. Um, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And as a studio manager, would you say that there are more female or male presenters in the radio? In general, yeah, more male. Observation. Mm-hmm. Definitely more male. Yeah. Um, you've probably seen the statistics. Definitely more male, but it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Some places are better than others. Like I think BBC, BBC are quite on the ball. You'll re- mm-hmm. There is, I don't know about the regional stations, but all the London stations, I think you'll find they're quite diverse now with yeah. women. And um, maybe they could still have a bit more people of different ethnic mm-hmm. backgrounds on there. Maybe this, yeah, but that's a different mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, but there's, like, Global is quite, like, Radio X is so male-dominated. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And you know there's women out there who are good enough to, you know, yep. do that as well. Um, generally, I think it still has a long way to go, but I think it's gotten better since I I wrote my dissertation. It's definitely got a lot better, I think. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing, yeah. yeah. And also, you've launched a campaign called Understanding Each Other. Can you tell me more about it? Oh, yes, I'd love to. So, <laughs> I'm maybe a bit mad for setting up my own business, but I've set up my own business. Mm-hmm. It's a social enterprise, also with mental health awareness, um, and it it's through clothing. So, I wanted to make podcasts and documentaries about mental health, and then I found 
don't want to say anything about the industry, but I was trying to pitch to places and I wasn't getting anything back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of thought, well, F this, I'm going to do it. So I don't know if I can swear, so I just said F this, but F this, I'm going to do it myself. And then mm-hmm. the, I, I went on to the Prince's Trust and they put me on the Enterprise Programme, which is a great programme if you want to set up your own business. And then they were like, it's great that you want to make podcasts and documentaries to help people, but you kind of need a way to fund that. So then the merchandise came along and yeah, I've they gave me the Prince Trust gave me a grant for one of the designs and tops. And then now I'm doing a Kickstarter campaign for the rest. But it's been good. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm just constantly like messaging people and on my phone, I'm sending emails. I've got so much work to do. But I definitely would say, recommend to anyone setting up your own thing and doing something that you're passionate about is key, I think. So I'm very happy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I slowly more to the topic. What do you think are the current challenges for women in the music industry or in radio? I would say it's hard. Some, it's I think it's hard for women because sometimes sexism is so ingrained into a company or a place that they don't. They think that what they're doing is they're not doing anything wrong. But actually, when if they took a look around and noticed that they hard, have hardly any women, I think the issue is is that it's ingrained in companies and it's hard when you already have that boys club set up. So like. For example, a female can come in and she could be absolutely amazing at her job, maybe better than a... a say, say, say if you had two people hired at the same time. One was a yeah, male, okay. one's a female. One's a white male, one's a female mm-hmm. of any colour. Mm-hmm. And if if the boy, boys' club... I call it the boys' club. If the yeah. boys' club is already set up, then the female will come in and they might think she's lovely, she's really good at her job, but then the male might come in and he likes football and he mm-hmm. likes all the man stuff and they can bond and they can go play football together and they can do all of this stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of culture needs to take a step back and like men need to try and integrate more I hate the I hate binary you know I hate I'm you know non non-gender conforming but I hate all the binary terms but things that might be seen as more feminine need to be yep. introduced I think into offices mm-hmm. um yeah I still think it's quite hard for women but it's getting better like for example all of us down here most of us are women yep which is great, but then we have a women we have a amazing. manager who's a female amazing so but mm-hmm. And then the person above her, her is male, but he doesn't hire people. She does. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. So, you know, that probably helps as well, having a female mm-hmm. um, manager. But I think women, it's harder for women. It is harder for women, yeah. definitely. So do you think that because of the fact that you're, as you said, your manager is female and she's hiring people, yeah. do you think it's because of that that all of, not all of you, yeah. most of you are females? Or I, f- I think it plays a it part. Help? Yeah, I think it mm-hmm. plays a part, definitely. Like, she's probably struggled. She used to work at, I don't want to say maybe all this, but somewhere. she used to work somewhere very, very, very male dominated. And I guess she probably just come here and just probably like, well, she, she hires men of two, of course, obviously she hires men too. And like, but I think she's just more aware of like giving those women opportunities. And it's all about giving people opportunities. People can learn, like we hire people, even maybe if they haven't done a studio manager, like they hired me and I, I only done tech hopping at, global a few hours you know a week i didn't hadn't done proper live shows and stuff but they just as they taught me do you know mm-hmm. what i mean and they kind of invested their time in me which was mm-hmm. great and i think more places need to do that yeah um, that's, that's not unpaid internships <laughs> actually yeah. like do you know what i mean like actually yeah, like investing uh-huh. in people because when you invest in people from the ground like you you know you, yeah you'll you, get it back yeah mm-hmm. exactly what you what you what you give yeah you get get exactly, back you know yeah. I mean? so yeah <laughs> and you personally have you experienced any difficulties or challenges for you being a female in the music industry 100 mm-hmm. definitely have 
I'll be careful with what pointing companies out, but no, you don't I have to mention yet. Um, I have no. So I've had quite a few issues with some places. Some maybe it's just like imposter syndrome, if you know what that is, mm-hmm. where it's like if you're female or because I'm a you know female and a mixed race, um, you know, black ethnicity, and. I feel like it's already you already have this sense of like I need to work extra hard to get to places where maybe some people wouldn't have to work as hard to get to, and I have seen that so many times in the industry. Like there's so many great women, not just me, but my friends who they'll do the same amount of work, they'll work just as hard. I had it one place where there was a colleague who had been working horrible hours for ages, and she was she is great at her job, and then they they had this like full time role opening up, but then they interviewed this she, she'd been there for like a year and year and a bit and then they just interviewed this guy this white guy mm-hmm. for the job and like he was just really bad and we was all there like but you already had someone a female who's great at that yeah. job but you just wanted this and then because he liked football he was all like yeah i've got with the lousy so but then he was actually rubbish at his job and he actually did get let he actually left in the end and then they offered it to another guy offered it to another guy mm-hmm. and he said no and then they offered it finally to her to her but only after they were like oh we're not sure if we're going to give it to you we're still just looking around <laughs> and it's kind of just like well why don't you just hire her in the first place she can yeah. do her job better like she's been here for a year she knows what she's doing um i had an issue where i felt slightly discriminated against because of it was apparently because of my tattoos but then a white male Mm-hmm. got best tattoos at a Christmas party and is allowed to walk around with tattoos out okay. and then I kind of they kind of got a bit yeah weird with me about having some it was very very strange um, and then just stuff like that and then even being in the office somewhere um, some people when there's a male down here maybe the men will go to the guy first and ask for help rather than mm-hmm. asking the room or ask do yeah. you know what I mean just yeah, yeah, small yeah. things like that. I don't think people even realize that they're mm-hmm. doing it but it, you know you can see it when you're on the other side of it um yeah thank you for that no, and do you think that women and men work differently do you think that you uh, as a studio manager as a female studio manager do you have a different approach in comparison to a male studio um, manager I think we have to work twice as hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one thing I'll say. Like we definitely, I definitely have worked so hard. Like I've pushed, I've worked, I've said yes to, fi- what, I've, what I probably should have done is like, I've worked so hard. I say yes to everything when really like I should have just taken the approach of just if I if I say no to one thing, that's mm-hmm. not going to affect my career. But I feel like as women, we're like made to think that If, if we we're not no, bending then... over backwards for people, mm-hmm. then we're not going to get a good jobs and etc. And yeah. actually, I have seen it in a few places where, unfortunately, that is the case because the men are a bit lazy and they still mm-hmm. are seen as like this god and they're still seen as like somebody who works really, really hard. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, me personally, I feel like I've just had to work that extra bit harder. And I guess my approach is just to smile, yeah. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just try and I don't know, just Be try nice. and not let things get to me and just. You know, if something I think maybe unfa- unfair that's happened, just maybe let's not take it so much to heart and just mm. realize that it's ingrained in the system and like it's up to us to make that change when maybe we're managers one day and we employ yeah. people and you know just mm. making sure we're conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, according mm. to the UK Music uh, Diversity Survey, more women are coming in 
in the music industry, which is amazing. amazing. And do you think that it is changing or it will change the industry? Yes. I don't think it's just the industry. I think it's the whole of society and all creative industries. Yeah, all industries. I think it's. I think it needs to start with the government. Like policies need to be in place to protect women. Like there's still a massive gender pay gap. BBC are meant to be like our, and there's still a gender pay gap. And kind of, not that to get political, but then you like you could, the Conservatives don't really approach this kind of stuff. Whereas if you voted Labour, whether you like Corbyn or not, maybe you just like Labour's ethos. But they will tackle that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think it does really start with just implementing things into your company like I know there's now roles where I did a podcast the other day and I was, there's this w- woman who's being interviewed and she's like an influencer she's mixed race and she goes her job is actually to go into companies mm-hmm. look how diverse they are and be like no you're oh. terrible you're not good mm-hmm. and it's just like companies can find those people and bring them in and then get help from it because I think companies mm-hmm. do want to make a ch- difference because they know now they're just going to get called out on it if your company's not being fair to women, not employing women, you're going to get caught out on it. That's just the world that we live in. It's great. I love it. Power to the women. Catch them out. Like, yes, do it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but the things are changing. I think it's still got a long, long way to go. But it's just, it's not just a fe- fe- female thing. And then you've got to think, you have females, but then you have females of different diverse backgrounds. And it's, it's, it's that's the, you, if you're going to tackle one thing, you have to tackle the whole issue, I think. Yeah. So do you think, for example, if there would be a law or something like that saying, oh, there needs to be, the company must be 50-50 equal or diverse? I don't think, do you think would so that help? The people, but it's things like pay, like, because if the pay's equal, then women will feel more inclined and more welcome to work some, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think there just needs to be, like, equal opportunities. And, like, there's a lot of places where, like, where they're hiring interns and stuff, they, like, have that diversity check sheet. And, like, yeah, maybe one of the men may be a little bit more qualified than that woman, but then you know they both could do the job, so why not just take the chance? You just have to, even though you might think that men's a, man's a little bit better, but that woman can equally do the job, why don't you take her in? Because then you're still going to... Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not all about always about hiring the best... Because that's what the excuse people make is, like, oh, but we just hire off like, who's mm-hmm. the best person? It's just like, no, you should... You have to start from somewhere. You have to employ women who are good because then other women are going to be inclined to want to get into the industry Mm -hmm. like yeah Mm -hmm. definitely and before we talk about that how important it is to have a women in management position to serve uh, women in the audiences though is it uh, the Monocle's target audience is it more like female or male do you target for a specific audience Monocle's audience is Mm. is mad it's like very middle class probably for starters Mm -hmm very intellectuals i would say that in quotation marks um because you don't have to be intellectual to, to monocle but i think that's what they pride themselves to be catered towards i would say i don't think it very specifically targets gender to be honest i think when i think about the programs like i know a lot of the programs like yolene who's um the producer for the big interview where we get big people on she like makes a point of finding women and people of different ethnic backgrounds to be on that show um so i know that like here they do try and implement implement that but i don't know what their yeah i don't know what the audience is but i'd be keen to Mm -hmm. be keen to know but i i think they target anyone specifically Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah and given the changing nature of the radio new emerging what new emerging career opportunities exist for women and what skills do they need 
what skills do women mm. need to be in get into yeah. radio? Um, hmm. Well, I guess obviously you need. Exp- I don't know if this is catered to women personally, but I'll, maybe I'll think of something. But mm-hmm. you do need experience behind you, um, and unfortunately, the way to get that is to volunteer and do internships that maybe sometimes might be unpaid, which yeah. I really, really think should be illegal. Um, that's a different topic for another day. Um, you need to just put yourself out there. You need to like network, just chase, just meet people for coffees, chase people up. Like if someone doesn't have an opportunity now, they might have one in like a year or six months and then they'll remember, you know, and just women are great. And we should definitely be have that confidence. I, I know a lot of women don't have confidence in the industry because they feel that, um, then that's sorry, good sorry, enough or yeah they just feel like they're, mm-hmm. they're they're really starting with a foot backwards um and it's just having that confidence of just being like yeah you're great girl just smash it just mm-hmm. get it you know and mm-hmm. um but just knowing that when things do get tough just like keep going and it's all about knowing that you can do what men can do mm-hmm. yeah and definitely just don't get scared this is first for me don't get scared just because if you have a lot of white men above you don't get scared that you don't fit in because I think I've had a lot of imposter syndrome where I felt like I haven't fit in because I'm not talking about what they're doing but then actually like who cares (laughs) who cares if they're talking about football I don't care about football yeah like it's okay like I watched the Women's World Cup that was fun but like you know just be yourself as well Uh just don't jeopardize your your beliefs just to get a job in the industry I think yeah Mm -hmm. I don't think that really answers the mm-hmm. question, but... <laughs> yeah. And in general, what do you think would motivate women to join the music industry? You've already said that more women more on women, board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more women, definitely. And just having good programmes for women and, like, getting them in, like, I fi- not anything to do with the music industry, but this just comes to the top of my head, but I know Nat West, like, they have this crowdfunding initiative where it's, like, only for females. And, like, if you get a certain amount pledged, then they'll give you the... They'll double it so if you're trying to get 100 pounds i think it's more how to be more but then they'll double it do you know what i mean it's just stuff like that just making females like have give them opportunities Mm -hmm. i think it's all about giving them opportunities um and obviously yeah if you employ more women more women will probably come about and just you know women are more more empathetic and more caring and Mm -hmm. you know it's good to have women yeah in those roles within your company i think yeah yeah and do you have uh, any more career ambitions or is there mm. something what you've always wanted to do or um this business is my life mission at the minute um because i've like wanted to be a presenter but i've now realized that i don't want to be a presenter for like oh, okay live shows and uh-huh. stuff um but i still want to be a presenter of a podcast about mental health that's at the moment that's my immediate goal and that's what I want to do but I'd love to make I like being in front of camera as well so I like doing documentaries and stuff as well so I want to just maybe a mental health advocate and just help people but and that's what I want to do because I've you know had those experiences myself and I know how hard it sucks having mental health when you're trying to work in a fast-paced industry where you're trying to get in and unfortunately people aren't there who want to help you but then like if we make people more aware then maybe there'll be more support for people Mm-hmm. like me and maybe young women won't have to go through what I've been through yeah and that's kind of what I want to do and I'm I'm doing it I'm doing bless it bless you yeah. oh, that's amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and do you think being a woman in the music industry is an advantage 
Hmm, tricky question. <laughs> no, but it's a good question. It's a good question. I just have to think about it. Um, sorry, so it can be being a woman be an advantage? Mm-hmm. I think no. Um, I'd love to think that it, you could be, but no, unfortunately, like, it's still quite male-dominated. But I think it's advantage to be a woman in certain things. Like, for example, I imagine you're probably more likely to get a job at Woman's Hour on the production team of Woman Hour, yeah. Woman's Hour by being a woman. Um, or maybe not, I don't know how, oh, I assume, how it works yeah. over there. But there might be a team of men <laughs> behind me, you don't know. Um, but yeah, there's opportunities that are good for women, like specific podcasts, because there's a lot of female empowerment podcasts at the moment. I imagine they're all run by women, presented by women. Um, I think just... A good thing is though is like having that because when you have to when you're a woman obviously you struggle you have to work just as hard as men but then obviously it's an advantage that you you do work just as hard as men and then I think you have that good work ethic and that I guess you could take that anywhere Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah and just a final question do you have any final advice for women trying to get in the music industry or what would you like to say (laughs) hello women you're great you're wonderful be yourself don't try and be somebody that you're not just to get jobs that you think you really want but maybe when you're in them you've worked you know don't kill yourself over a job like I know some people actually I'll, get, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example mm-hmm. which I'm saying this just so people I'm maybe a bit crazy but so I used to work in a restaurant mm-hmm. on a Saturday for example I do five till midnight and then I go over to Capital work two till six in the morning And then sometimes I'd work a Radio X eight till one in the afternoon. Ooh. Yeah. And I got really unwell. But then I thought I, I did that because I thought, oh, but I'll get a good job out of this. Or it, it, it makes sense to do this. And like, no, it didn't make any sense to do that. It's fucking crazy. So I didn't mean to swear, but it's crazy. Don't do stuff like that just because you feel like you need to keep up with your male counterparts. Like, don't. Just look after yourself. Be healthy. Like, if you're good at your job and you put the work in, you will be fine um don't overwork yourself because yeah just don't do that mm-hmm. that's my recommendation yeah, yeah. Well, thank you no and yeah and that's it <laughs> thank, you. So thank you so much for having you no, no, no worries no worries thank you for talking to me yeah asking great questions <laughs> thank you bye bye <laughs> and that's it for today's episode in the end i'd like to say a huge thank you to kenya for saying yes to be part of this podcast thank you so much and the next episode will be with a very special guest I won't tell you the name, so you'll have to subscribe and start looking forward to the next episode. See you next time!